Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Podcast. I'm Patrick Reif. And I'm Alex McGlynn. And today we're going to talk about five things we learned by sending 16,000 individual emails. Yep, so this is over a six week period, uh, the last six weeks. Um, and I guess first we should just talk about why we did it. Uh, so, I mean, there's a couple of different reasons. But the main one is that we were about to launch a brand new product. Quick plug, Pixie Web, check it out. The demo's live on our website. <laughs> uh, and as we were launching Pixie Web, uh, the idea was to kind of clean up the database, figure out who would be interested in this new product, and how successfully we could pivot away from some of the older services that we had offered. So for those who don't know, Pixelated actually started as a full service photo, regional photo booth company where we went to people's bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, weddings, birthday parties, etc., and actually set up a photo booth for people to take their own picture. Very quickly we realized we could make better software than anyone else, so uh, that is kind of the route we took, and we have subsequently turned into mostly a software company uh, with some hardware options available, like the, uh, the all-new Pixie Tab Plus, or all-new as of six months ago. Um, and uh, again, that was kind of the thought behind it is let's take all that old data, clean it through it, clean it out, and figure out what customers we have left that are interested in this new product we're offering and this new uh, path that we've taken. So, number one, and this is really important, <laughs> do not get yourself into this mess to begin with. The cleaning part of this was uh, a very arduous process uh, and very tumultuous. It, uh, it led to a lot of time and frustration, uh, time wasted and a lot of frustration. And the frustration was mainly born out of the fact that if we had been more diligent two, three, four years ago in the way that data was going into our CRM and our database, this would have been a lot easier of a process. Uh, our 2016 selves made this a lot more difficult than it needed to be for our 2020 selves. Do your future self a favor and take the time to make sure the data you're putting into your database is cleaned on a regular basis so that you don't run into the issue of having 20,000 leads and 6,000 of them don't have first names. It's a real bad, bad way to be and uh, it's gonna make your life a lot harder than it needs to be down the road. Yeah, God, like definitely. Um, you'll see a lot of commiseration happening between <laughs> the two of us, a lot of guffawing because it's been, it's been a road. Um, so definitely don't get yourself into the situation. Um, <laughs> so number two is, uh, I, whatever the subtitle is, a clean database is a happy database. Um, <laughs> that's stupid, but it'll make a lot of sense in just a section, second. So um, we have deleted somewhere in the neighborhood of 2,000 database records that were either um, blocked emails, uh, the servers no longer exist, um, or the person has moved on, they don't work there anymore, uh, they were a student and it was their student email address and they're not a student, they're like five, they graduated six years ago. Um, there is uh, a, an index of past employees who decided that like a tag should be this and a category should be that and there was zero consensus and there was zero consistency in the quality of our database. So in going through it, and having it just be Alex and I that were doing it, we were able to decide up front what tags and what categories are and why they're relevant, why we would choose those tags and categories and make sure that they align to the business that we're growing now. 
and then we were able to go in and purge and the purge was br the, the the more brutal part was the cleaning when we got the response from the emails back I mean granted like it's no easy task to send 16,000 individual emails but responding to them is even worse so um, a clean database is definitely a happy database because now we know from this point on that everyone that's in there should be in there and we know why they're in there and we understand their categorizations and how to speak to them so that way we don't sound like morons when we reach out to someone about something that they just they just shouldn't be hearing about. Yeah, the messy tags part was a real problem. I mean, people getting emails they shouldn't have been getting or being miscategorized. Uh, again, that kind of stuff we had to go through and kind of manually parse through, which was a very... Uh, manual process. Yeah, it was manual. There's no way around it. It didn't have to be. If we'd have, again, if it would have been set up right from the beginning, this would have been a much faster process uh, and a much less uh, uh, frustrating one. But whatever, we learned our lesson. It's never going to happen again. <laughs> At least as long as I'm pixelated. Uh, the next up, and this is really important because I feel like people have all these users in their database or potential leads in their database, and maybe they don't think this is true, but we found out that it is. People do actually want to hear from you as long as they feel like they're not getting just a mass marketing email. So we had very few um, opt-outs. So we gave everyone the option to opt out of ever talking to us again. And we only had out of the 16,000, maybe a couple hundred take us up on that offer. Uh, so the majority of the people we reached out to were really happy to hear from us. Uh, they were really interested in the new product we were releasing. Uh, and they were interested in hearing where we were as a business, even if they had never worked with us before. Uh, everyone who was in our CRM, for the most part, had had some sort of interaction with us uh, in years past. And again, they were happy to hear that we were still in business, still kicking the tires, and still offering great service. Um, so it's important to take the time to touch everyone in your database with either an email or a targeted ad or something like that on a pretty consistent basis. I know from my experience at Pixelated and at my previous companies, there are usually a ton of emails in your database that do not get any love ever for whatever reason. Whether they were miscategorized or some sales rep somewhere along the way said they were rude so they got marked as do not email, whatever it is, um, go through. If someone opted out, don't ever email them again. They don't want to hear from you. Respect the spam laws. Respect uh, their decision to not to remove themselves from your respect orbit. Respect the person. Yeah, respect the person. But if they've never actually opted out of emails, like send them an email and see if they're still interested. Give them the opportunity to opt in or opt back out, or opt back in or opt out, um, and let them know that you're still around and that you're still there to uh, to assist if they need you. Yeah. Yeah, and so like a lot of what Alex said resonated a lot with me. So I just, before I move on to, to number four, you know, well, I think one of the things that we found in doing this is, uh, is a new courage uh, in terms of communicating with our customer base. And I have been having a lot of side conversations with other small business owners. And I think that's something that's true for a lot of businesses altogether, um, but particularly with small business owners is that we're strapped for time and we're not good with, uh, like we're not good with regimented communications. We're not good with follow-up. And by and large, like it's not being done. Like, and, and I say that not only to point the finger, but like to point the finger back at me, like we were doing the same thing. We weren't keeping a regular cadence with our customers. So there's no reason for them to be thinking about us on a regular basis. Um, so there's, there's just so much that comes out of it. And now we know that everyone in our database has been reached out to at this point in time. And we will set a reminder on our calendar and every four weeks, people that, that engaged with us positively 
will hear from us. And every eight weeks, people that haven't yet engaged with us but didn't drop off will hear from us and we'll have an index and we'll know every single time someone has been reached out to. So we know that we're doing our part to keep them up to date on what we're doing, how we're doing it, and how it might work for them. Uh, and you know, like, we, we think that as, as salespeople, as businesses trying to sell wares, that we're a pain in the ass, that we're a nag, that we're frustrating, that we're annoying. But the reality is, is our customers ended up in our database for a reason. And as long as we communicate and continue to do things and continue to move the ball forward, like it's, it's actually our responsibility to keep them up to date on what we're doing so that we can work together. So that's my add-on. Number four is, uh, but like, Improve performance stats, improve performance stats. Um, we could probably create 20 episodes out of this alone, but I'm gonna keep it really simple. When you send, when, when your business has email addresses set up under your URL, and you send 5,000 emails and 400 of those kick back, versus 4,000 of those kickback, that says a ton about your domain authority. It says these guys are spammers or they're not spammers. We should penalize them. We should prioritize them. The clicks that they're getting are legit. When the clicks happen, they're staying for four seconds and they're bouncing right off. They're staying for four minutes. Like Those things tell the search engines, they tell Google, they tell Bing, they tell all of the, all of the people who are, you know, the SERPs, Everything that has to do with your online reputation has everything to do with every move that you're making. So by going through and cleaning out all the junk, cleaning out the bounce backs, cleaning out the, the errors, cleaning out the people who opted out before that you've left on your list that are now going to say they're abusing me, like getting all that out of the way is going to mean that in two weeks and four weeks and four months and four years, your online reputation is going to improve dramatically. And what you're gonna see is with that improving, all of the other stats are gonna follow along behind it. So you're gonna see a much healthier digital ecosystem for your business. Yeah, absolutely. And if you get a bounce back for a dead email, remove it from your database. Or just make sure that it never gets another email. Like any of those types of things, if someone opts out, make sure you respect it. Any of those types of things have a habit of compiling over time. It's a snowball effect. If you take care of it right away, it's annoying, but it's not that bad. If you let it snowball into this big boulder of a problem, uh, you know, you're going to be Atlas moving something up a mountain. Like, it's a problem. So uh, take the time, again, up front to make sure you're continuously doing these things. And also, if you're worried that your database is too large, that you have too much work to do, or you're concerned that you have a, bad, a lot of bad emails, there are tools like, uh, we use ClearOut um, to check our emails, but there's a lot of other tools that are out there where basically it will just run a soft ping on the email address to tell you if it's a working email address or not. That saved us a lot of time and frustration. Um, it was already kind of a pain in the ass, but uh, that at least helped clear out some of the dead emails right from the beginning. It's not perfect, none of those tools are perfect, but they do, they're usually pretty affordable and they do a good job of telling you uh, where your dead emails are. You figure out what to do with them, but uh, whatever it is, don't make, don't send them an email because again, it hurts your score, uh, your reputation score. Yeah. And then the last one, and this is really important, I think, for a lot of companies that are starting to pivot during the COVID-19 era, um, the COVID-19 zeitgeist, if you will. Uh, things are messy. Uh, things People are pivoting rapidly. Uh, there are businesses that are selling products they never dreamed of selling six months ago. Uh, that's the new reality for a lot of small, medium, and even large-sized businesses across the United States. 
So, if you're releasing a new product or a new feature or you're pivoting to something completely different than what you used to do, uh, it's a really easy way to gauge interest in your new product offerings. So, sending everyone an email, and the way we did it is we didn't, it wasn't a hard sales push. Anyone who received an email from us would tell you this. It was a, hey, we're releasing this new product. We want your, as someone who we respect and we've interacted before, we want your feedback on it. We want to know what you think about it and how you would use it. And that is basically what the email was about. Um, and that's what we were asking people. We were trying to gauge interest and gauge feedback. Obviously, if we'd have gotten an overwhelmingly negative response, Pixie Web might not exist, uh, but we had an overwhelmingly positive response and we were happy to find that a lot of the 16,000 people that we emailed could be our new customers. So they maybe came into our CRM from some of our older services uh, and they're gonna make the pivot with us to this new Pixie Web product uh, and they're interested and they're excited about it and now we know that. Uh, so we have 16,000 people that we can uh, reach out to about their events and what they're doing in the industry uh, and keep them informed about some of the new things that we're releasing. So uh, again, really good validation for our new product. I'm sure that if you reach out to your customers in a similar vein, you're gonna find something similar. Uh, and uh, again, it's a good confidence booster and it also gives you an idea of how relevant your existing CRM is to your new product. Uh, so if they're middle of the road on it, then you know that maybe that's not the service or that's not the exact target audience that you want to go after for your new product. If they're really, really negative about it, uh, I mean, maybe consider at least thinking through what your product offering is. And if they're really positive about it, you get to take them on a journey, the journey with you to whatever the new destination you're working towards is. Yeah. So we're going to add one. This is, this is on you to create this in our Trello card. Let's do a, uh, let's do a follow-up episode on um, on number five gauge early interest in new product offerings and just talk about how it has aided our agile development process for Pixie Web. Okay. Um, because I think there's a lot that we can do there. So that's it for today's episode. Um, before you guys go, if you could please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, your reviews help us find a larger listener base uh, for our podcast and also ensure that you get notified every day when we publish a new episode. So until tomorrow, I'm Patrick Reif. And I'm Alex McGlynn. Peace. Thank you.